in those moments, I would scream out, call me She-Hulk. We are back in action. Episode five. five. I'm Austin Schaefer. Is it episode five? It, yeah. Okay. And I'm David Schaefer. And we are 99ers. 99ers. We're here. We're ready. What are we talking about today, David? Today, we've got Obi-Wan Kenobi coming up Always. pretty soon. There's always something to talk about with him. Um, okay. So that's going to be next episode. We're going to dive into episode one, two of Obi-Wan. Yeah. So this week is kind of our last week before we are heavily focused on daddy. It'll be daddy recap every week. Yeah. With more stuff, with extra stuff, but father's day all year round. <laughs> daddy one can only, <laughs> um, but no today I had the idea to talk about Disney's star Wars. So what that means in 2012, George Lucas betrayed everyone and gave up everything betrayed everybody. <laughs> um, because he wanted to spend time with his kids. What a dingle hopper. But no, <laughs> everybody was cheering when that happened. People wanted him. People, <laughs> people wanted him to get rid of it. They were like, yes, finally. Because this was after the prequels and everybody hated him after the prequels. Right. Poor guy. Um, so yeah, what's cool is in 2012, he gave up the rights to Disney. <laughs> he gave up the rights to Disney. He gave them up. How much did he get paid? So 4.05 bill B, with a B. Gates? Bill Gates. 4.5 bill 4. Gates. 4.05 bill Gates. Oh, five. No, he, That's a lot of money. He got $4.05 billion. But how much do you think Disney has made off of it so, so far? So in just six years. Yeah, at least six or seven dollars. In six years, they recouped their investment. Six years? It took them six years to make that 4.05 bill. Poor Giorgi. So now they're just milking the cow. Milk mode. <laughs> Once you get to that point, you go milk mode, and they're milking it. What do you think about Disney's Star Wars? So that's a loaded question, and that's what this podcast is going to be it's about. loaded like a potato. <laughs> um, so Disney's done a lot with Star Wars since they got it. Um, everybody knows the sequels, 7, 8, 9. Um, everybody knows them. I don't want to like deep dive into those because that can be its own episode. We'll, we'll do that after, probably after Obi-Wan Season 1 wraps up. We'll do a deep dive into 7, 8, 9, the pros and cons, the frozen cons. The slightly thawed cons. It's fine. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so, yeah, seven, eight, nine to me. Um, blue chunks. <laughs> blue chunks. <laughs> blue um, milk. I really did not like them. I think it's actually funny I say that because when I first saw them in theaters, like I cried. <laughs> Episode seven, I cried. <laughs> <laughs> I, actually, you know what? My favorite movie trailer of all time is watching the Force Awakens movie trailer. Out of all the movie trailers I've ever seen, that one slaps the hardest because it was like there was such a long wait between Star Wars movies. And when they finally dropped that trailer, it still gives me goosebumps every time. Um, but the trilogy was not that great. No. And it's funny because uh, episode seven, I left the theater thinking like, I feel good. <laughs> like I, I feel. What was the part that made you cry? So, I don't tend to get vulnerable in front of people. So this is a lot for me. I need yeah. you to get vulnerable. Um, not judge me for what I'm about to say. Put but, your phone on silent. Um, gosh, unprofessional. It was when Finn gets yoinked by Kylo. Um, that's not mm. that's not what made me sad. But the lightsaber hey. went flying. Right, right, right. And Kylo looks to the lightsaber, and it starts wiggling, wiggle, wiggle, <laughs> <laughs> and then the lightsaber goes flying, but it flies right past Kylo's face. Yeah, yeah. Ray catches it, and in that moment, the Force had awakened. Not necessarily that moment, but <laughs> no, I think that was a moment. Yeah, that was a great moment. Um, I think that what Disney's trilogy did was it had good moments. But overall, the story just did not land. 
and right. it didn't connect. And we're not going to dive too much into it, but that's kind of the overall theme of like, there were a couple powerful moments like that where like when you're in the theater, you literally want to cheer, especially seeing it opening night. But then once you kind of sit back and think more about it, and honestly, for me, it was hearing other people's predictions of like what they wanted to see in seven, what they wanted to see in eight, and then nine. But then actually the hindsight of all of it, like once all those three movies were done, once people were looking at the overall story that was created, it's like, gosh, it could have been done so much better. And the pieces should have fit together better than they did. So... <clears throat> wow. <laughs> I don't know what that voice still was. Sick. Uh random, but you guys probably noticed I've cycled through my four shirts. We're on episode five and we're back to shirt number one from episode one. So you guys can get used to that. I own four shirts. So So anyway. <laughs> when Ray caught that lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. I cried. You're a girl. That next subject. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was a good one. Um no what that was a peak sequel trilogy so that that actually is a cool parallel it's the it's literally the same uh goosebump moment as cap catching his hammer yeah except it it didn't have you know 20 movies of build up and you've only known ray as a character for approximately 93 minutes and yeah right that's the thing it was the same moment but the difference was the amount of time you've known the character right and the struggle they've gone through. Ray's just this who's he what's her that shows up catching Anakin's lightsaber. Right. And is it Ray's lightsaber? Or is it Anakin's lightsaber? <laughs> no, it's Luke's lightsaber. <laughs> it's Annie Candor's. Um whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh so like you said, Ray is just a who's he what's her. That just triggered my uh my um anger get triggered because episode seven is who is this girl ray right um she's trying to find her identity episode eight is you're nobody Mm. and then episode nine is like well hang on she might be someone (laughs) like right the trilogy sucked if you go movie to movie i thought those movies were sweet i left the last jedi i could probably find a tweet i bet i tweeted something about it like oh my god i loved it ryan johnson like your daddy i remember i remember seeing it we talked about it in the episode with me and sean i went into it blind i didn't see a single trailer and that was one of the first movies i actually went back and saw it again in the theater and i walked out of the theater the second time liking it even more but that was all prefaced with the idea of okay number nine is gonna be insane number nine they've set up number nine to be so good like there's so many things they can do in number nine and then number nine just didn't connect and it didn't fit all the puzzle pieces together, which then made number eight suck way more. Right. It almost, number nine almost felt like it was just undoing what eight did. Yeah. We'll talk about it yeah. more. We'll dive more into that. But that's kind of our overall thoughts of Disney's trilogy. But mm-hmm. what do you think about what Disney's doing now, like in this moment and then also looking forward? Well, actually, real quick. George Lucas had a 789 laid out. That's true. So in 2012, when he sold it, he um, actually had the plans. Mm -hmm. Like he had already started writing Mm -hmm. for the next trilogy. Um, And he was looking at how the prequels took him 10 years to do. And he was looking at, okay, I got another 10 years if I want to do another sequel trilogy. Right. And at this point, his wife was pregnant with their daughter. And he's like, yeah, I'd rather spend time with my daughter smart man um with five bill in my pocket right five bill a daughter you're gonna need some big pants husky (laughs) (laughs) so um husky boy (laughs) (laughs) anyway um so george lucas uh had these plans i actually they're in the uh episode one through three archives it's Mm -hmm. a book about like everything that went into the making of the prequels yeah and in the book george lucas talks about how um if he would have done the sequel trilogy he would have had it be focused around leia so he said the prequels were the father the original trilogy was the son Mm -hmm. and then the sequels were going to be the daughter Mm -hmm. so that's anakin's story luke's story and then it was going to be leia who actually turns out to be the chosen one. This was his writing. Whoa. 
Um, and it was going to be a time where the Empire had fallen, only like a couple years after Episode Six. And Leia is um, in a situation where there's no governing body anymore. So mm-hmm. she is trying to establish like this new republic. But like the crime world is rising up now that the Empire is gone. Mm-hmm. Now that there's no one to kind of enforce. There's a power vacuum. Right. Um, so, you know, the huts are taking over planets and mm-hmm. all these crime mob bosses. Um, a lot of stormtroopers are actually taking over planets themselves and starting their own like societies and stuff. Um, because what do you do with an army? Right. Like once the empire has fallen, yeah. But they had that army. Yeah, what does that army still do? Scattered all over the galaxy, and they're still in positions of power, whether they have a emperor to guide them or not. Right. And he and Lucas was taking uh, <laughs> these ideas from the fact that we were in Iraq at this point. And he was kind of looking at our war going on and mm-hmm. kind of creating this fantasy world of stormtroopers and what that would look like. Kind of just looking back at the Iraq war, mm. like just bridging gotcha. fantasy versus what was actually happening in modern day. But um, yes, yeah, so it was going to be about Leia, um, how she was going to be the chosen one. And s- s- I read that Senator Organa was actually going to become the Supreme Chancellor. Whoa. Um, and Luke was going to be working on that new Jedi order. That would be her like stepdad basically or her adoptive father. Yeah. Um, if I say, um, one more time, just shoot me in the throat. Right in the throat. Uh, so (laughs) (laughs) I almost did it. (laughs) So Luke's on this mission to build this Jedi order. And towards the end of the sequel that Lucas had in his mind, Luke was going to have like thousands of Jedi trained. Like, it was going to be just like the prequel, like the Republic, but this new Republic was going to be full of new Jedi. Okay. Um, the main villain in the sequel was going to be Darth Maul, mm. which piggybacks off of the Clone Wars animated show. Right. So in the Clone Wars animated show, Maul is still alive, and he is kind of in the underworld um, doing things behind the scenes while Palpatine's kind of controlling the scenes at this point. Right. So Palpatine's taken over. He's got his idea of an empire that he's trying to, you know. Mm-hmm. Maul is just trying to come back from what happened. And he's working these crime bosses and working the crime world and the mm-hmm. underworld. And he is starting to gain more and more influence and more and more power. And Maul basically takes over the crime world. Right. So in the sequels, after the Emperor is gone, an old Darth Maul emerges and takes over with his crime world that he built. Mm. And he actually has an apprentice, and there's comics about his apprentice. Her mm-hmm. name's uh, Darth Talon. Right. She's and, like a, is she a Twi'lek? Yeah. She's got the long. The Twi'leks. The long jobbers. The long jobbers. They, yeah, they're red. She's red, right? Yeah. Um. Oh, God. <laughs> so, <dumb. laughs> so, Disney came in and was like, yeah, George, that's great that you have this. Um, we're not going to do any of that. <laughs> so they did their own thing. Slapped him in the throat. Um, but if you look at like the Clone Wars, how they built Maul up mm-hmm. and that storyline, and then even the Solo movie, at the end of it, Darth Maul shows up. You yeah. Know? Like, and everybody they, was so confused because nobody's seen Clone Wars. And like, how did he come back? His his return in Clone Wars is like one of the best stories because he was such a baller character that didn't get his just I don't know full arc and like full depth of like who is this guy what is he capable of what's he like and then Clone Wars gives you so much backstory from him and you see him kind of rise from the ashes and like you said he literally takes over the underworld of crime and he just starts knocking out all these people who are like mob bosses and uh he even takes over mandalore yeah he, he takes over mandalore he wields the dark saber which more people know what that is now because of the mandalorian show uh and he yeah he just like his whole his whole comeback is like worth exploring feloni made the decision he was the one who made the decision to bring maul back and like that was not well received by a lot of people because how many times you nobody's ever really dead. Everybody's just coming back. But his comeback was like worth it in my opinion. Absolutely. And 
it would have been that much sweeter had they done Lucas's sequel trilogy of yeah. Darth Maul being in that Palpatine role. I mean, I don't know how old his race, the Zabrax, the Dothamirian Zabrax, he's from Dothamir. I don't know how old they can get. That's kind of the thing. Like, he's going to be like an 80-year-old man. Uh, well, they but had... he, he would fit that Palpatine role where he didn't have to do anything. Sure. He would chill and watch Talon do his bidding point his lightning talon fingers. would be a darth vader makes sense um but yeah of two there can only be two exactly we'll dive more into that one day dive into the whole clone wars rule of two power dynamic that the sith have that's a really cool topic to discuss mm-hmm. but anywho um but that's disney came in did their own thing and then in this gap where Lucas made the prequels and then Disney took over and then made their sequels, mm. there were so many books made, so many comics made. Right. Um, and Disney came in and was just like, okay, yeah, all those books and comics that have been made since those prequels came out, yeah, we're, that's not real. Yeah. Don't read that because that's not legit. Right. They so, basically put the hammer down and said, this is canon. This is not canon. So, so that's this, where canon comes from. Right. Disney came in and said, no, this is what's legit. Yeah. So Which they got sucks. rid of a lot of cool stuff. Like yeah. Luke in in this, uh, what's it called? Ex- the expanded universe? What's yeah. it called? Yeah. Legends. Expand, legends. That's what they universe. call it. Yeah. Disney came in and labeled this legends. And in this uh, legends comic content stories, Luke is like uber powerful. Um, he's super in, in touch with the force. He can do a lot of things that we haven't seen. He actually has a wife. Uh, Mara Sean touched on that. Yeah. Mara Jade. She has a purple lightsaber. She has red hair. You talked about it. You mentioned it. Sean's behind the camera. Whisp- murmuring sweet whispers. Yeah. You mentioned it's fine. Whatever, dude. You mentioned it. <laughs> So anyway. um, and then stuff with like the old republic uh when disney took over that kind of went uh untalked about i guess you could say yeah where people want more old republic stuff and disney kind of they haven't done it, it yet i think they're going to listen eventually maybe i think so um but back to the solo movie yeah, yeah. I think the reason they kind of stopped going towards that uh, storyline they set up with Kira mm-hmm. and the Red Dawn mm-hmm. solo tanked. It hit rock bottom. It did not do well. Took a deuce. Um, and Kathleen Kennedy just came out and said, I think last week, that they will not be recasting roles mm. based off of like characters we already know. Because of how bad Solo did, yeah, they're not going to recast people to play the characters we've come to love. Which, what do you think? Is that smart? I don't think that's... She kind of basically blamed that as the reason why Solo tanked. I think it was because that was one of the stories that nobody asked for. Um, Like when they... Like it was, okay, we're going to do 7, 8, and 9... And then after they announced that, they started announcing like, we're going to do Solo, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And like... If they would have made a Yoda origin story, like that would have made all the money. If they would have said, we're going to go back when Yoda was young, like that would have been what everybody wanted. Instead, they made a solo origin story ish. It wasn't like a full origin story. It was kind of like you pick up midlife when he meets Lando and like he gets the Millennium Falcon. But that wasn't a story that people were like asking for. So I think that's why it bombed. Because honestly, I was not excited to go see that movie, but I saw it. And I was actually pleasantly surprised. It was better than I thought it was going to be. But it was just one of those things where when they announced it, it was like, eh, like there's so many other storylines you could go down. Like so many other characters that would be so much better, more exciting. Right. Um, give me somebody with a lightsaber. Like whether it's a Palpatine origin story, young Palpatine and his master. Who was his master, David? Uh, I need a second. Darth Plagueis. Yeah. Have you ever heard the tragedy of Darth Plagueis? Oh, I've heard it. But I want to see it. I want to see the tragedy of Darth Plagueis. So they came out with Solo. And again, I think overall, looking at like everything Disney's done and everything Disney's going to do, 
the storylines that nobody asked for, they actually do pretty decent at. Like, nobody asked for Mandalorian. When people said, we're making a show about Mandalor- a Mandalorian, everybody's like, <gasps> Boba Fett! Because they saw a poster with the guy with the helmet, and they're like, dude, a Boba Fett story. And like, no, 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 it's not Boba Fett. It's a different guy. And everybody's like, what? We don't want some random guy. But now Mandalorian is like a baller show. Same thing with Solo. Like, I, I was not happy they were going to make it. But then once I saw it, it was better than I thought. So I, like, I didn't like it. So, like, looking ahead, everybody wanted 7, 8, 9. Didn't do that great. Everybody wanted the Boba Fett show. Didn't live up to the hype. Um, nobody asked for an Andor series. Not a single person asked for that. Not a one. There is no one. Not a person. Right. <laughs> but that show might be baller. Like, it might end up being one of the best things that they do because i don't know it's whenever they're trying to like bridge a gap and that's why i'm a little worried about obi-wan and that's what sean was saying in our episode where like they might screw that up and they might really screw things up because that is a story that fits within two other stories and they have to make a linear bridge between what happened at the end of three and what happens in the beginning of four where what (laughs) i just smoked that camera (laughs) smoke me um <clears throat> i'd like to fact check you guys real quick fact me um there is no canonical evidence to actually suggest darth plagueis is darth sidious's master there was a book written though legends legends h me in the t's all right we just got f teed by f seed we just got FC'd in the A. So um, why don't you explain? <laughs> because you just said a lot of letters. <laughs> and there's no way in H-E double that people are going to be able to follow that. H-E dubskies. Uh, we just got fact-checked by Sean Terry. He says that Darth Plagueis is not necessarily Palpatine's master. I think he might be, though. Anyway, uh, what was I saying? Yeah, so like nobody asked for Andor, but it might be great. Let me, let me ask you something. Ask What's me. more important to you? A Star Wars story well told, like a great story. Yeah, yeah. Or a great bridge built. Hmm. That's a good question because I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed Rogue One. I thought that they bridged that beautifully. Like there were so many plot holes in between like what happens in three and four. And I think that Rogue One was done so well. But Rogue One is literally a bridge that they built. Yeah. That's the whole movie. Yes. Yeah. They're just like making the story make more sense. And now what that means, because we understand what that means. Right. Rogue One, I should say this, episode four, A New Hope, the title scroll comes in and it says, rebel spies have acquired the plans to the Death Star and found a weakness in it. That's like one of the first lines in the title sequence to like set you up for the very first Star Wars movie. Right. They took that like one sentence, (laughs) rebel spies have acquired plans that tell you the weakness of this weapon. Right. They They made made, a movie off of that sentence. They made a whole movie off of one sentence. So they bridged the gap between the prequels and that to set it up. So, yeah, that was done so well. So I I can respect a bridge story. It's just I feel like there's more pressure to bridge something correctly and to do it well and to make the fans happy because Star Wars fans are a group of people. Them peoples is a group. That's a group tell you the stuff and they'll let you know when they don't like the things. So I would I would say though I I would rather have good new content. Like Ahsoka, they could take that show so many different avenues. Um Andor, it's going to be like a spy show. I mean, I guess okay, do it and make it good. I don't like I didn't ask for that. I don't care about Andor that much, I but don't <laughs> nobody does. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think it's fun because, like, the sequels, they suck. We went through that. You're... But I feel like it is cool where, like, in the episodes, like the big movies, episodes seven, eight, nine, they set up, like, a a story that is kind of choppy. Yeah. But that's what's good about Star Wars is, like, that choppiness sets you up for more <laughs> content to bridge the chops. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah, but it's like, are they doing that purposely, or are they just like putting band aids on bullet holes? Where it's like, shoot, we screwed that up. We gotta go back and fix it. <laughs> and that reminds me, uh, Kylo talking to Ray 
in the last Jedi, and he mm. says, "Let the past die, kill it if you have to." And it's like Disney is just like grabbing the past and just like <laughs> yoinking that utter dry. <laughs> yeah, they are not letting the past die. They are sucking on the past. <laughs> um (laughs) all right so everybody wanted a kenobi show i hope they don't screw that up because everybody wanted seven eight nine kind of screwed that up um they announced the acolyte show so the acolyte let's talk about what do you think i'll tell you what it's about tell me but what setting do you think that is so they announced that the acolyte let's see if i can find it here um, it is going to be a hundred years before the Phantom Menace. Dope. So one hundred years before Episode One. So we get a, I would say middle-aged Yoda, but he's still kind of old at that point. And it is going to be set up as a mystery thriller. Okay. That explores the dark side of the Force. So what do you think the acolyte will the could Riddler mean? be involved? <laughs> acolyte. Um, that, so I'm guessing it'll be some kind of Sith apprentice, but it also could be like a night sister type thing. There's a long story arc in, uh, Clone Wars. That's pretty reoccurring about the night sisters and the night sisters reside on Dothamir, which is where Maul was. That's where he was born. Um, and they're basically just like witches. They kind of have like Sith powers, but they're witches. So, so yeah, just real quick. Yeah. Rundown of the Night Sisters. Dathomir right. is run by the women. Like the women are in power at Dathomir. Yeah, yeah. Um, and basically it is head by uh, Mother Talzin. She's mm-hmm. the head witch. And basically this is where Maul comes from. This is Maul's home planet. Mm-hmm. Palpatine needs an apprentice. Mother Talzin gives him Maul. What Mother Talzin does though, she doesn't just give give them their strongest warrior she also like infuses them with like this dark magic to make them more powerful i don't know if she did that with maul though but she, right i don't know if she did that he with was maul. i think he was just powerful right but in the clone Wars, she does that with his brother right savage savage and savage. he's a total savage he is savage um and he's double bladed up so thursday afternoon <laughs> he is double bladed up that boy chonk that boy got horns on his head too yeah and he just kills people. That boy horned that one girl. <laughs> yeah, he did. I forgot about that. That show's nuts. That's a kid's show. Until Savage shows up and he starts murdering. Savage people. just starts killing everyone. It's pretty brutal. There's a scene he throws his double-wielded lightsaber and it spins down this long table and it chops off every single head of everybody at the table. Graphic content. And then a couple episodes later, he headbutts a Jedi in the chest with his horns and she dies. <laughs> Just a power move. So yeah, that's that's Dothamir. So maybe Acolyte has something to do with Dothamir. Or I'd love to see a hundred years prior to Phantom Menace, Palpatine's not even existing. Um, you know, what Sith Lords are running around town at that point. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it in secret because we know our good boy uh Kayamundi. How do you pronounce Kiyadamundi? it? Kiyadamundi. 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 Longhead. Mr. Cranial. What about that droid attack on the Wookiees? <laughs> he says, but the Sith haven't been seen in a millennia. Something like that. So it's like, whatever is going on in this show, the Jedi are going to have no idea about it. So I doubt we even see any Jedi. Or if we do see any Jedi, they're going to get killed. Like, they're not going to be able to f- see the Sith characters and then report back to the console. They're going to get murked. Right. Which I'm sure is going to happen. Yeah. I think... Uh... The direct or the person in charge of writing the story said that it would be in like the unknown regions of the galaxy. Sweet. So it's going to take you away. It's going to take it away from everything we've known so far. There's been no like some of the best story arcs in Clone Wars are like the dark side focused stories. So I think this will be great. Like we haven't dove into that. We haven't seen new characters like introduce some new people. That's what was cool about like the one cool aspect of the Boba Fett show is this Kersantan. 
Yeah, some the, new black Wookiee shows up, and it's like, I don't want to mess with this guy. Show me, me some uh, new people. Let me just highlight what you said. The one cool aspect of Boba <laughs> Fett show. <laughs> uh, the other cool aspect? Mandalorian shows up. <laughs> the best episodes of Boba Fett is when he's not in it. Yeah, he wasn't even in it. He was in 0% of that one episode, and that was one of the best ones. So that's some more Disney content. We had Mando. We had Boba Fett. I really enjoyed Mando a lot. Yeah. I think season one is total baller, and it clicked. I recently watched Mando. Mm -hmm. Why I love Mando so much Why is because he is literally Star Wars Batman. Yes. (laughs) There's a season two, episode one. If you've never seen Mando... Like, don't even watch season one. Just listen to me when I say this. Season two, <laughs> just the first episode, to this planet where there is uh, these fights going on and people yeah. gambling on these fights. And he goes to, like, one of the head guys there, and he's trying to get info on where he can find uh, more Mandalorians mm. so that they can help him find the Jedi. That's right. To find uh, Grogu a home type right. of thing. Um, but anyway... The guy totally turns on him and wants his armor, and Mando just goes Batman mode. Yeah, and he beats everybody in the in this boxing ring. Um, he's doing things. He, my favorite scene is when he like kicks Baby Yoda away, and then just like punches a bunch of dudes, and then turns and like throws a knife through someone. It 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 is literally Batman. Yeah. Like that knife was the battering, Mind and well. then that head guy he's trying to get info out of tries to run away. Mm-hmm. And he catches him in the streets with a grapple from his arm, just like Batman. Right. And he ties him to a pole, and he hangs him from the pole. And um, the guy's like, please don't kill me. Please don't kill me. And Mando says, I promise you, you will not die by my hand. Mm. So then the guy gives up the info on where to go. Um, he says, oh, I heard there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. So then the mm-hmm. next episode, he checks that out. But. He goes, okay, I gave you the info. Let me down. And Mando just walks away. And all these, like, evil, like, hyena-type things mm-hmm. go and kill him, which is totally baller. Because Mando doesn't kill him. He, he is an honorable man. He says, you will not die by my hand. He's an honorable man. Hand. He murders that guy. <laughs> he doesn't murder him. He says, you won't die by my hand. And then that's he walks kinda, away. And that's kind of how Batman operates, too. Like, <laughs> right. I love all the reels and stuff where it's like, Batman's not going to kill you. He doesn't do that. He would not do that. But dang it, he will separate the vertebrae in your spine <laughs> if you cross the street without looking both ways. The only thing Mando could have done that would have been better is took him to the rooftop, a rooftop in Gotham, and struck him out that way. Because that's what that's what Batman does all the time. Rooftop, grabbing you by the neck, putting you over the balcony. Tell me what I need to know. Right. And and then he drops him and grapples him ten feet before he hits the floor. Right. And then leaves him dangling. And I just thought of it. Mando is an orphan boy. Whose parents died in a tragedy. Shoot. Batman, that's his whole thing. Is his parents are killed in front of him. You know? If they're gonna copy the parallel. A story, if it's gonna if they're gonna parallel any story, you might as well do Batman. That's what I try to do on every everyday life. Mando is Batman, and that is why I bought that right there on the table. Nope. Pretty I'm baller. Glad you bought it. I'll take it home. Those um, things what? It's fine. <laughs> so Ryan Johnson was given a trilogy. Oh god, no. Please God, no. <laughs> You know, we we said we're going to dive into the trilogy more later, but I will say this. Ryan Johnson, he tried some stuff. He did he tried to be original. He tried to take number 8 into a new and exciting direction. People hate his guts. <laughs> Star Wars fans want him just removed from all things Star Wars. So, Ryan Johnson is a director. You're and he directed episode eight, The yes, Last Jedi. The Last Jedi. Which, did you like that movie? Like I said, walking out of the theater, I liked it. With the hopes that number nine was going to connect things and continue the story. On its own, number eight does not look good. But I think that's because... I mean, I'm going to talk about this when we dive into that trilogy. But you watch seven, eight, and nine. And you know that J.J. Abrams did seven. Ryan Johnson directed eight and then JJ Abrams directed nine. You walk in with that knowledge and you will walk out with the notion that JJ Abrams and Ryan Johnson hate each other and they just want to ruin each other's lives. (laughs) Whatever JJ tried to do in seven, Ryan completely undid it in eight. 
tried to do his own thing, and then JJ said, screw that, I'm taking this thing back. For example, Seven is spent with Ray trying to figure out the rest of the map to get to Luke. Right. She gets to Luke finally at the end of episode seven. Right. Episode eight starts with Luke taking the lightsaber and just tossing it. And that's essentially Ryan Johnson taking J.J. Abrams' ideas and throwing them off the cliff. Right. And then episode nine, what happens? Then, well... <laughs> Ray goes back to that island and goes to throw that lightsaber. And you, uh, you... 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 Bonk, soldier boy, bonk, tell him. Bonk, soldier boy, tell him. No, Luke grabs the lightsaber... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And goes, a Jedi's weapon should be handled with more care. <laughs> and it's like, J.J. Abrams <laughs> is just middle fingering Ryan Johnson. Like, they don't like each other. Yeah, it's it, it appears as though they never got in a room and talked about what they were going to do, which is really disappointing. Yeah. Anywho, we'll talk about that but in another episode. Ryan, don't even get me started. I don't like episode eight. I don't think Ryan Johnson did a good job. The fact that they gave him a trilogy was kind of eyebrow raising. Before episode eight had even came out, they said, yeah, Ryan Johnson, we're going to give yeah, you a trilogy. that's right. And then episode eight, everybody hated. Whatever. We'll see what happens. But you know? Ryan Johnson also did uh, Knives Out. Have you seen that? No. That one's really cool. It's like a, like, do you know what Clue is? Yeah. Like the board game. Oh, wait. How does it, who's in it? Is Chris Evans in it? Daniel Craig and Chris Evans. Yeah, Daniel yeah, yeah. Craig. I have seen it. That's a really good movie. That I like that. That is a good movie. So it's just like. Ryan Johnson failed episode eight for me, but Knives Out was pretty sweet. So I feel like if he has complete creative control for the three movies, I think he can put a good cohesive story together. I think throwing him into episode eight in between the JJ sandwich, it did not taste like an Oreo. Right. Whereas JJ Abrams did a lot of remixing the original trilogy. Yeah. Where he just tried to copy it almost. Yeah. S- number seven is basically just number four done over. Right. Uh, Ryan Johnson tried something new. He tried something. He tried to be original. I didn't like it. He was just trying something. But if you take that idea of Ryan Johnson goes for it, yeah, you give him a whole trilogy, it might be cool. Let that boy go does. for it. I say give it to him. Do it. Ryan, do it. N- Nike. Gross. So what else? <laughs> <laughs> so what else? So they've been really pumping out some content lately. You hang on, just real quick. I'll edit this. I don't care. You were so excited to get to something with Ryan Johnson, and I kept like wanting to just add some content about Ryan. You're. <laughs> I wanted to just add a little content to Ryan Johnson, and I could tell you were trying to get somewhere with that. So I finally got done with it, and I like gave it back to you, and you go. So what else? <laughs> Dude, I thought you had something. I said what I wanted to say. <laughs> no, you didn't. What was I going to say? You were so rushed to keep talking about Ryan Johnson. So when I finally got done, I was like, okay, I'm going to look at my phone and figure out what's next. And you're like, so yeah, what, what else? <laughs> I feel like I said everything I wanted to. I don't know. I'm just high on bath salts you're, right now. Yeah. I feel like this one's been a little off the rails from the gate. <laughs> So there's actually a Lando show coming out. Is there? Yeah, uh, with Donald Glover. Oh. Which I I really don't care about. Again, I I bet it's about the love interest. His robot. I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) What the? L5, baby. Ew. Yeah, I don't know. Because that one chick. They were trying something. At the end of episode nine, it's like, where are you from? Why don't we find out? Oh, yeah, that's right. So he's got a daughter. Yeah. See, okay. Like, I don't care about that, though. I said we weren't going to dive into the trilogy, but that was one aspect of the trilogy where it's like, you introduce this character who is all over the posters. She's all over the marketing. You've got this strong black female character. Okay, I bet she's going to be a part of the movie in a great way. She wasn't. She was in the very end. There's this awkward conversation between her and Lando that they insinuate, like, Lando might know this girl and then you find out in the con- or like they announced it after the movie was out it's like oh yeah that's Lando's daughter it's like what there was nothing in the movie that would have made me realize that and all it is is just like don't worry guys we'll explore this story later in a Disney plus series like why are you constantly trying to throw something else down the road you're introducing these characters just so you can play off of it right. again later for the Disney plus content yeah that, These darn that's the one thing they're like creating stupid gaps so that they can build the bridge mm. it's like you don't have to force it 
But they're forcing it. They are forcing. But they're not using the force. But that force ain't awakening. Oh my god! It needs to be awakened, not put to sleep to then wake up before the empire strikes back. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> Don't forget about the menace of phantoms. Anyway, yeah, there's a uh, there's a lot of actually other movies that they've said will be coming. How many? I don't know because they they've talked about different time slots of when these movies will come out, and then they've talked about different directors that might be doing the movies. The spring of thirty twenty seven. So they want to do a movie every two years, but everything's not confirmed yet. But there was one. Um, the director's name is Patty Jenkins. Patty. I off the top of my head don't know what she's done. Oh, didn't she do Wonder Woman? Yes, that's what it is. She's the Wonder Woman. Which is, if Sean Terry ever gets a chance to get on this podcast again, which I don't know if I'll let him, (laughs) given all the positive feedback. Sean's great. Go listen to episode three. (laughs) Nah, he did a good job. Um, Yeah, if Sean ever gets on this podcast, he'll go off about how amazing of a movie Wonder Woman was. (laughs) He's a big fan. Nah, he hated that movie. (laughs) But anyway, Patty Jenkins is doing a Rogue Squadron movie. You're, and this will be um, after the Empire falls. Cool. Um, and she came out. She has um, like an Air Force background. Oh. So she has history with the Air Force. So Sounds doing, like the right person to do that movie then. Yeah. So she came out and said she literally wants to make the greatest Starfighter pilot movie you've ever seen. Do it, Patty. So Patty, I have high hopes. Look at me. Do it. Make it the best. Okay. <laughs> Get it. Um, and yeah, I think that's pretty much it for Star Wars. Uh, one last little. Okay, so Rupert Friend, who is the actor who plays the Grand Inquisitor, which we've talked about. Grand Inquisitor is going to be in the Obi-Wan show. There have been trailers with him in it. Uh, he was asked about his character, and it's he said he did not watch Rebels at all to prepare for his character. Which was what? Rebels was the show that the Grand Inquisitor was introduced, was created. All the Grand Inquisitor content we have, the whole reason we know that character exists is because he was in Rebels. So if you are the actor who is playing a character who is already established, you think you would watch that footage. What do you think? Yeah, if you've given a role, you you should know the background of it. Whereas Hayden Christensen did the exact opposite of that because just like I said in the Obi-Wan preview... In between episode three and four, so much happens with that Obi-Wan character. Like, ever since they shot Revenge of the Sith in 2005, there has been 17 years of Obi-Wan content that has come out that has kind of changed the character, changed what we, the fans, know about the character. So, same thing with Anakin. There's so much Anakin content that has come out since Hayden Christensen has been Anakin. So, Anakin, or Hayden Christensen, took the approach of actually watching all that stuff he said he watched rebels he watched clone wars because he wanted to prepare to be the best anakin slash darth vader he could possibly be this homeboy said screw that noise i'm going in blind because i want to make it my own i want it to be me which is funny because he doesn't resemble he doesn't even look like the guy from rebels chonk boy he's a chonker he ain't no long skull rupert and what kind of a name is rupert rupert friend more like rupert jerk enemy oh got him <laughs> anywho you you said john williams is doing the soundtrack though yeah so john williams is creating a new theme for obi-wan talk about it john williams has created you know when vader walks in the room that boom 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 that's john williams j dubs what how does it go um j will J. Will. Um, so J. Will has created this personality behind all the characters when they step into the room. Mm-hmm. Leia's got hers. The Force has its own. The right. title sequence. Right. Everybody knows the Star Wars song. Um, and if you don't, look up the Samuel Kim version. Um, but anyway. You just threw shade at J. Will without even realizing it. No. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway. If you can, look at a different version that Jay Will did not do. <laughs> so anyway. So Jay Will's coming back and giving Obi-Wan his own theme. So I had this theory, and we talked about this in the other episodes. 
the Duel of Fate song mm -hmm. that plays uh, when Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon are fighting Darth Maul. Mm -hmm. All of our favorite moments in Star Wars. It's the... That Sing one. it. <laughs> very good singer. Sing for me. <laughs> so, no. anyway, that's the Duel of Fates. Right, right. We talked about what the Duel of Fates means. Right. Anakin's fate is what yeah. the duel was. Right, right. Um, basically, he lost Qui-Gon in that. That father figure, that would have been his mentor. Who knows? He might not have fell to the dark side if Qui-Gon was the one training him. Say less. But he didn't get that. He got Obi-Wan. Mm -hmm. That being said, I think it'd be cool if they piggybacked off of that mm -hmm. and just inverted the Duel of Fate song so that bump, bump, ba-da-dum, bump, bump, ba-da-dum, and they did the opposite, which is like... Nice. Editing skin yes. reverse. Hit the reverse button. You know what they actually did that with? Uh, and it was Jay Will. It was in Phantom of Menace. They took the Emperor's theme, and the Emperor's theme is actually what plays during the. <laughs> no, I can't think. <laughs> we'll add it into the episode right here. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they took the Emperor's theme and they like sped it up and that is the celebratory music that's playing at the end of Phantom Menace when Palpatine is standing there looking over a young Anakin and then you got the Gungans holding up the energy ball to the universe. We will watch your career with great interest. Yeah. As his theme was playing in the background, just doctored. So they've done that before. That's I can cool. see them doing it again. Like it's cool how they're you they're doing like that much with music that no one will ever right. even know unless you really deep dive until we make a reel about it and let the world know. Right. So I think it'd be you, cool if Obi Wan's Obi Wan's theme. I'm saying it now. You're calling out your loud. shot. What day is it? Eleven. No, it's like the twenty second. Sunday the twenty second. So this is not Obi Wan has not come out yet. It would be so cool if, if we got right. a <laughs> bump bump but -a dump but just reversed and maybe slower. Because it's going to be a time of despair. Cool beans. All right, let's move on. Sean, I just want to say hi. David, did you see the She-Hulk trailer? I did. What did you think? So here's the thing. She-Hulk has a special place in my heart. Why? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I used to do a job that required a lot of physical labor. It was like we would pick up heavy stuff. And there were times when, like, we knew what we're about to pick up is going to be heavy and it might be dangerous for us. In those moments, I would scream out, call me She-Hulk, because that's what would give me strength. So I'm happy that they're finally making a show. But then I saw the trailer. Now I'm not happy. <laughs> so was was it the fact that nobody really asked for like a fiona origin story <laughs> see, from shrek or <laughs> see here's the problem they've run out of the good characters that's really what it boils down to they are into those d-level marvel characters did anybody ever ask for she hulk to be a thing i think there's a certain group of people that might want it but this trailer gave me like a weird vibe well, it's not going to be like people are calling for the anime or the uh, whoever did the CGI. They're calling for their heads. Yeah, the CGI is bad. They want them burned at the stake. It is very bad. I keep seeing uh, like side by sides of like Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, yeah. In like 2005. Right. Versus this. This is not good. This is it, she looks like a veggie tail character. <laughs> Shoot. That is high production. Like an asparagus. Oh, <laughs> yikes. Yeah, I don't know. And then you've got Hulk in it, too, which, like, obviously they're they're cousins, right? Yeah, so her name is Jen Walters. She's an attorney, and she is the Hulk's cousin. I mean... I don't know much about this character. Maybe they'll surprise us. Maybe this will be the show to watch. But it seems like Disney's very... Uh, family fun and friendly and corny i'm having fun like that's kind of their thing yeah Where like in like in dc in batman like batman beats the crap out of someone like at the very end of the movie I batman is just going ham on that guy when he takes the serum the that's like Dew. dark dc right whereas disney's like while they're fighting the bad guy they're like 
cracking oh how many how many bad guys have you beat i've got 12 (laughs) under my belt well no you can't say that because that also happened in lord of the rings the two but that was cool the way that worked (laughs) (laughs) stop it don't do that lord of the rings dude we gotta do lord of the rings deep dive so i know a guy i want to go 800 his name is josh who's josh josh right what's his middle name (laughs) if i had to guess maybe Jermarcus. It's because <laughs> Josh. It's not Josh. <laughs> so Josh. Yeah, he knows things about Lord of the Rings. We're calling Josh out because he listens to this podcast and we're saying Josh. Does he? No, he doesn't listen. Josh, you should listen to this podcast. We gotta give him a reason to. <laughs> yeah, we'll tell him he's on this episode whether he knows it or not. This is us calling him out for him to come and join us in studio, but we have to get a third mic first, so maybe if he could bring And I'd mic. have to clean my bedroom. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you would. <laughs> anyway, back to uh, Disney. Disney is very corny with their jokes, and in the middle of battle, they're like, you know, oop, gotcha. <laughs> Bad guys coming in on your left. <laughs> on my left or on my right? Am I right? Oh, <laughs> Good joke. With the running. Uh, no, I'm the strongest Avenger. <laughs> <laughs> that was a beautiful Thor impersonation. I, I don't know if I could do that again. You can. So anyway, what about what I was going to say, this She-Hulk actually seems like a step in a different direction where it seems like it's for like adults Mm. where she's like, there's like that weird part where she's on like Tinder and then she she finds a date and she's like carrying him in her room. What is this? When I'm watching it, I'm like, what Disney, what is happening? (laughs) You know what's funny though? Like. Thor Dark World, <laughs> Sean, Sean made a, he said that uh, the new Doctor Strange movie was somewhere between Endgame and Thor Dark World. Uh, Thor Dark World is considered like the worst of the MCU movies. And that's because they like took it too seriously. They were like trying to make it like super, like the stakes were super high and everything was dark and everything was like, oh, like the hero was defeated and there was no like humor. And then Thor 3 comes out and uh, Sean, what's his name? Taki? Tequila? No, the, tequila. the director, the Tiki director. W- Wakata, or yeah. something like that. He's <laughs> not that. I'm it is butchering not his that. name. <laughs> I'm taking his name and slicing it with a knife. He's actually getting a Star Wars movie, too. Yeah, he is a boss. Yeah. I love his stuff. He's hilarious. He Sean, is the voice. Taika Watiti. I can see his face in my head. He also uh, directed an episode of Mandalorian. He's awesome. Love him. I hope he does more stuff. But he did Thor 3, and it takes a totally different tone. It's like everything is a joke. Everything is not serious. And it was one of the best MCU movies there was, because everything was just a joke. That The Rock guy? Korg, is, yeah. yeah. He is by far one of my favorite Marvel characters. He voices Korg. Oh, hello. Or, I don't even know how he talks. <laughs> I'm not even going to try it, and terrible we're going to cut person. that. <laughs> you did great on Thor, and you did terrible on Korg. So, he, also, he also voiced uh, the IG-80-something. Oh, IG-11. Yep. IG-11 and Mando yeah, yeah. was... That is going to play into my question for you later, but we'll talk about that later at the end. So, She-Hulk looks questionable, but call me She-Hulk, you know? Yeah, I, I just it's thought it was battle cry of our generation. It seemed like a more adult-themed, where know. she's a lawyer, and they're like at the bar with their friends... So the question is, are we going to live stream our reaction to watching that episode, or are we just going to recap the season like we did with Night of Moons? We'll probably just recap. Yeah, probably. I'll let you watch that one. You can tell me all about it. Uh, They also announced uh, Charlie Cox. Who? Charlie Cox. Do you know who that is? Nope. I'll give you a hint. He can't see. Hmm. Stevie Wonder movie. Nice. <laughs> Jeez, man. No. Uh, if you haven't seen, there's a show called Daredevil. It was on Netflix. Uh, Disney recently bought the rights to it. Mm-hmm. It's a Marvel character, but it was on Netflix. I don't know who owned the rights to it. Right. Uh, but M- Disney recently bought it and added it to Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Daredevil is an awesome Marvel story. You've told me that. It is like a parallel. to. He's kind of like a Batman. I would say he's more like Batman than Moon Knight is. Dang. Like, actually. Because Moon Knight's weird. Yeah. 
Daredevil is it's a good show, but it's weird. He loves his city. He wants. He's the vigilante of his city, protecting the streets from well, the is evil. He more doings. like Green Arrow, or is he more like Batman? I would say Green Arrow. Shoot, actually, exactly like Green Arrow. But it's with, really cool. With so batons. he's blind. He was in an accident as a kid, and all his other abilities are sense or er, his abilities are sensed. <laughs> all his other senses are heightened, which all, give him abilities. All of his candles are sensed. Words. Uh, so there's going to be a new season of that? So, yeah, they just announced they're going to do another season. Well, that makes sense because he made a cameo in Spider-Man. So they bridged that gap by introducing he was Spider-Man's lawyer for a hot second. Does he take that brick that he caught in the movie and do something with it in season the next season of Daredevil? Probably. That's his new He's weapon. good at throwing things. I bet. Uh, but, no, that, that little... Uh, universe that they created with that is pretty cool they've got like daredevil in it the punisher shows up the punisher that show i gave a nine out of ten it is so sweet was he muscular enough for you he was oh he was no he what i really loved about the punisher is in every single episode he takes a bullet Mm. whereas like in in these superhero shows and movies you see they're barely touched. Yeah. All that for a drop of blood. Thanos. Nice drop. But no, they, they don't take a beating. They always win the day. <laughs> there's no there's no like sense of danger. You know they're gonna win. Yeah. Like Mando, he is constantly getting shot precisely where his armor pieces but are. Mando takes a beating too. He does. But he, the biggest beating he takes is because he can't handle his own darksaber. And he slices his leg. No, that Mudhorn messes him up. That's true. He's about to die. That and then Grogu. H's him in the T's. Which is what? I can't say it on air. He gets healed right in the testes. <laughs> Ooh, my tenders. <laughs> H him in the T's, his tenders. Um, Yeah, he gets murked. So, and turked. Anyway, the Punisher. Murk Turk. Murk <laughs> Turk. Which is another plug for my Twitch. <laughs> Tangent number four. Let's unravel this. <laughs> he is Merc Turk on PlayStation. He is Merc Turk in real life, and he will Turk your Mercs. Anyway, keep going. Um, Charlie Cox coming back as Daredevil for another season. This one's going to be Disney-led, so it's going to be more... Uh, Family-friendly? Disney universe, where like Spider-Man exists. There's going to be stuff. corn in it. Um, but yeah, there's three seasons of daredevil season three of daredevil is like amazing some of my favorite tv i've watched i'll have to watch it and then there's the punisher that ties all to that punisher is a total boss he takes a bullet every episode you always wonder like oh my gosh how is he gonna get out of this like that dude's gonna die Mm -hmm. and then you watch him defeat he has hallway scenes nice the punisher has hallway scenes except it's in a bar um he's a total boss but just a quick uh Side note. Some fun facts that I found. Remember when I said there were rumors? Like, I wanted... So, you gave some spoilers for Doctor Strange. Here's a little spoiler. You could skip ahead. Um, John Krasinski shows up as Mr. Fantastic. And I was like, they better bring him back. And this better not just be like, a well, in this universe, he's Mr. Fantastic, but you'll never see him. Um, They have confirmed that he is going to be Mr. Fantastic in the Fantastic Four movie. And then I mentioned that there was a rumor that Bryce Dallas Howard might be Mrs. Fantastic. Well, that is not true. But she is directing the movie. So that opens up them to potentially bring in Emily Blunt to be Mrs. Fantastic, who is married to John Krasinski in real life. And much to the dismay of many Office fans who want Jenna Fisher, Pam, to marry John Krasinski, Jim but that didn't happen. Sorry, guys. Maybe in another universe. Earth 76-3-11. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Yeah, so I thought that was exciting. He's going to be Mr. Fantastic. Who should they cast as the other characters? Who should Johnny Torch be? The Human Torch. Jonathan Torch. Human mode. I think it would have to be either... Michael B. Jordan. Mm. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He is a he's a dreamboat. He is a piece of chocolate cake. <laughs> um, Emily, skip like ten seconds if you're watching this. <laughs> Michael B. Jordan is She's a not. <laughs> is 
is a fine looking man. He's a top and ten. I, I say that with the utmost confidence that You know who it should be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Go take it. <laughs> you know who it should be? Either John Stamos or Zach Efron. I saw a poster of Zac Efron, yeah, and I, I thought, too. I hate I said that. <laughs> <laughs> Who should the thing be? With Sovereign. <laughs> Flying. 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 Torch can fly. My Troy Bolton. It's crazy how movies connect. <laughs> Everything is connected. Um, Who should be the thing? The thing? What's his name? The thing. <laughs> it is his name. See, I didn't even see the last one because everybody said it was so bad. And it's been so long since I've watched those original Fantastic Four movies. Um, the Rock. No, it should be... <laughs> nice. Yeah, buddy. Because he's made of rocks. It should be um, Tobias from Arrested Development. David Cross. <laughs> or Terry Crews. I could see Terry Crews. I could also see Tobias. <laughs> If you haven't seen Arrested Development, oh, dude, I want to take an episode and talk about that show. I had a reference the other day. I was very proud of it. The Beans. beans? <laughs> <laughs> I was proud of it. Uh, yeah, that show is dumb good. You okay. want to talk about layers of storylines intersecting and like jokes, just jokes. That show is genius. And the Russo brothers did a lot of that. And the Russo brothers also did Avengers, Infinity War, and Endgame, which is like a master class and how to connect stories and how to bridge characters together wow who's texting you during the middle of our show it's like whatever it was amelia who emily oh so anyway um yeah i'm pumped fantastic four what else we got i think that's literally it yeah we have uh obi-wan next week you're uh one thing i wanted to add about obi-wan add it there's the scene he is in a prison and he fights that Zabrak in the trailer? Yeah, yeah. Um, how do you think he gets to that prison? He's getting somebody out. No, he was in an, an inmate costume. Costume. He was in an inmate. Everything's Help me. <laughs> help me, brother. Ewan McGregor is wearing a costume. No, help me. What is inmate outfit? <laughs> What's the word? Prison garment. Yeah, his garment. <laughs> in prison. <laughs> no, so he is put there. By who? That's what I'm asking you. Who do you think? I don't know. I think Kersantin maybe. Oh. Or I just found this out. In the trailer, there's a quick scene of him on a rooftop and he's shooting at someone. Right. That someone is a bounty hunter. Sure. That bounty hunter is the one bounty hunter that nobody talks about is in episode five. When Vader has all those bounty hunters, you see Boba, Bosk, the IG unit. Which It's one? the last one. Uh, what's his name? Zuckus or... I don't know the name. It's the droid. And that's the droid in episode five. Wait, the black droid? The same the same type as IG-11? No. Oh. It's the one. Un, everybody forgets about this guy because he's in the very back. But here's my thing. I've episode, got a uh, like a Where's Waldo book, but it's Where's Chewbacca. And then all of those <laughs> bounty hunters are also in that. I forget his name. I know his face. Though. I'll have to look at I don't know his name either. But this bounty hunter is coming after Obi-Wan, and that's the bounty hunter in episode five. Dope. Why would Vader want that bounty mm. hunter if that bounty hunter doesn't have a... He's got a track record for success. Track record. He gets it. Done. I wonder if that droid captures Obi-Wan. Maybe. Maybe. My other theory is Cal Kestis or gets he, captured. Or he purposely gets captured as a civilian to break somebody out. Cal Kestis. Hmm. No. Probably not. Okay. Anything else? I think that's it. Season three of Rambo. (laughs) Mando, I mean. Rambo. (laughs) Mando. Season three of Mando. Is coming. He's got the dark saber. Do you think Grogu will be older? No. No. He doesn't age fully. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. Uh, Rapid fire question. Who is your favorite droid in Star Wars? My favorite droid? Favorite droid. In Star Wars. Go. K2SO. Me too! From Rogue One. He's awesome. He's so funny. That scene... You were talking about how you cried in episode 7 like a chick? I didn't you say that. Little girl. You, you said that to me. <laughs> I cried in Rogue One when K2SO uh, sacrifices himself 
that scene is emotional. Yeah, when he's just taking the shots Dude, and then he K two S O is the best. That I yeah I said that when we watched Rogue One recently. I said that's my favorite droid. He's a baller. He's that, so sarcastic. Yeah, his jokes they're so funny. I love when uh, Jin Erso shoots that other K two. <laughs> Yeah, there's a unit. scene where Jin turns and shoots a droid. Right. The same droid. Yeah, type, yeah. And it just drops dead. And then K2SU walks around the corner and goes, Did you know that wasn't me? Classic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like perfect. And then he catches that grenade and just chucks it. Oh, K2. I wish he would have survived. Me too. But we get more. He could have been in the Andor series. He is. What? K2 oh, is in it. Oh, this is before. Yeah, K2 is in it. They just High on bath salts. I forgot about that. They confirm the same voice actor coming back. The guy who voice acts him, voice acts like... Voice acts. <laughs> I don't know why that sounds so weird. Voice acts. He's like the guy who voice acts for everything under the sun. He did the chicken in Moana. He did... What else did he do? Sean, you would know. <laughs> you think he knows? The, we need a camera on Sean. Of all the things to pick out, the chicken from Moana... Yeah, he he does everything. Like, there's, if there's a random character that... The, the character doesn't have any lines. Exactly. He's a genius. <laughs> I'm going to put in the show notes his IMDB and it'll blow your DB off your head because he does so much stuff. So anyway, cool. K2SO. So, yeah. That was a great episode. That was it's a probably great episode. our best yet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, next week we got Obi-Wan. Yeah. I'm just pumped. I'm, I can't wait. We get two episodes. They better not screw it up. Or I'm in a rage. We are going to have a watch party. I'll bring my watch. What are we doing with all these watches? <laughs> we're gonna bring a camera and we're gonna have uh we're gonna have some live footage. Not live. We're gonna have some footage. We're of... gonna record live and then post it later. Just yeah. like this. Alright, cool. So that should wrap it up, fam. Yeah, next week we got all we want. So be ready. I will ask you to like. Comment your favorite droid in Star Wars. If you have not seen Rogue One, watch it because K2 is actually the best one. So any other answer is wrong. But who's your favorite droid in all of Star Wars? If you've never seen Star Wars, why are you listening to this? What's your favorite droid in America? Maybe the one for my robot with Will Smith. Maybe. Could be. Did you hear Will Smith smack Chris Rock? So anyway, like, comment, subscribe. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Episode 5, In the Bag. I'm Austin. I'm David. Sean is there too. Peace out.